a people enslaved. To locate the abducted colonists of a peace-loving world, the Jedi infiltrated the slaver planet of Zygeria, only to be captured by its ambitious queen, who plots to rebuild her empire of oppression. Now, even Obi-Wan Kenobi must come to terms with a life in chains. Once again, Bucketheads, Mayvartigar. Welcome to the 145th Dooku Daring Another Duplicitous Deception episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to find us is on social media. We are at uh, Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing this show. With all the Mandalorians in your covert. And uh, if you have the time and the inclination, five-star reviews are another insanely helpful way to review, to, uh, to support the show. And we truly appreciate you taking the time to do that. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. We're here to close out the Zygerian arc. The, the Slaves of the Republic arc of Season 4 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty... I, I, I've been saying it this, this entire... Uh, these, the, for the duration of these three episodes, uh, I, I think there's a lot of complexity in these episodes. When you want to start pulling back the layers, and and we can do that with this episode as well. There's a lot to kind of get into, kind of parse through. We talked a lot about those some of those layers uh, in our last episode, so I'm going to try my best not to repeat myself on that too much. But you know, some of those themes carry over, so they they they, they may come up again in the conversation. You may hear me say something that I said before. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. Um, otherwise, I, you know, it's Star Wars time. I don't know what else to say. Like we're we're doing some good stuff. I'm getting really excited for Kenobi coming up, and uh, I've really been enjoying the the novels of the High Republic series. You know, I've mentioned this before. Uh, I, I just completed the 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 last big one, um, uh, the Fallen Star, the one by Claudia Gray, and it's crazy. You know, I'm not going to get into the spoilers in here, uh, because I know everyone, if you're into the High Republic, you're, you're checking these things out at your own pace, and, and so I don't want to go into that necessarily. Uh, but, you know, as, what's the best way to put it without saying too much yet? We all know this is, this book sort of closes out the first phase of, of the High Republic series, and if I've learned one thing through reading these books, it's, uh, don't get attached 
<laughs> you know how the Jedi are not big on attachment? We need to practice that as as readers in this series because uh, um, just a lot of characters with fates that maybe you wish they didn't have. So it's 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 quite a it's quite a handful to read these books and just be like, wait, what? What? It's wild stuff. I do really really recommend it. Uh, I'm I'm. Let's see, what am I doing now? I'm catching up on the comics for the High Republic right now. And I'm almost caught up on those. I think I just have like one one month's worth of book stuff to read. And then I'll be caught up in the comics. And those have been really nice as well. So all the authors, uh, the art teams involved on the comic side of things, everyone's doing a fantastic job. The High Republic is really, really worth your time and effort. So I encourage everyone to check it out at your convenience. Uh, and of course, if you're not a big reader... By all means, go go on to uh, your local library app uh, out here in California. It's called Libby. Um, maybe it's Libby where you are too. I'm not sure. Uh, and 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 get these books as uh, as you know free rentals as you can get. You can get like the audio book, right? And that's going to get you all like the John Williams music and some really great narration. They're doing some voice work, plus uh, uh, sound effects. You get blasters and lightsabers and all of it. It's it's really really great. So even if you're not like a big 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 book big big ooh having trouble with that one. Even if you're not a big book person. Uh, check out the audiobooks. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun as well. All right, let's get into our episode today. We are here to close out the Zygerian uh, trilogy here. This is Escape from Kadavo, Season 4, Episode 13. Original air date, January 6th, 2012. Directed by Danny Keller, written by Henry Gilroy and Stephen Melching. Our plot for this week's episode. While Obi-Wan and Rex are forced to work at the Kadavo slave camps, Count Dooku arrives at Zygeria and demands the execution of the captured Jedi. Uh, because don't forget that uh, the Zygerian Queen also has Ahsoka and Anakin and as captives. Though Anakin's situation, we're definitely going to talk about that. Don't worry. Our cast this week, we got a big one here. Corey Burton is Count Dooku and Governor Roshdi. Uh, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon. Uh, Raja Barudi is Queen Queen Sintel. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano. D. Bradley Baker as the Clone Troopers. Victor Brandt as Kelp, uh, Keeper Argus. Ian Abercrombie is Darcidious. Richard Mamode Vega is Atari Molek. And Tom Kane, once again, back as our narrator. The Jedi Fortune Cookie for this week. Great hope can come from small sacrifices. And I think, I think that that quote has a lot to do with Ahsoka in this episode, who I think Ahsoka gets a really nice opportunity to uh, shine in an episode that... Again, Anakin is the is the character that uh, has bears the scars of of slavery on him from his childhood, uh, and now we're seeing Obi Wan and Rex forced into into slavery, and how they're going to be coping with that, and and the the idea of Obi Wan being responsible for the for the the care of other slaves. We're going to get into that really really quickly here, uh, but but Ahsoka. Sort of remains like the 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 bright spot in this episode, like that 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 shining hopeful beacon, if you will, and and she really helps to bring uh, some light to the Chagruta by the end of the episode here. And there are some interesting decisions in this episode. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, sometimes I, I got to pick the nits a little bit, uh, but that doesn't detract from my overall enjoyment of the episode. I just want to maybe put some things out there. Let's have a little discussion and, and see what we're all thinking about here with certain aspects of the show. Uh, because there were, there were a couple moments where I, was like, where I was like, hmm, couldn't they just do this? Or X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever. We're going to get into it. We're going to have a fun time. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm pumped up because 
again, this is just another really great episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So much to get into with this one. I, 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 I know I say that a lot, but there really, really is. <laughs> there really, really is with this, these particular arcs. All right, so you know what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. Take a step back. Take a step back. You know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Once a Jedi Master, now a Jedi Slave. <laughs> Pitiful. We begin this episode by catching up with Obi-Wan and Rex in the Slave Mines and Kadavo. Uh, Kadavo is a, um, I believe it's described as a, a sort of a dormant, a, a volcanic planet, but the volcanoes are mostly all dormant here. So the base is sort of structured up over the volcano's caldera. Uh, which is what they dropped the the, the slaves, the Togruta slaves, into at the end of last week's episode to sort of uh, horrify Obi-Wan Kenobi as he was arriving there at Kadavo. And yeah, it's not a nice place. And you may recognize some of the sounds uh, as you listen to in in the background here of of the slave scenery. scenery. Uh, a, a few sounds and screams are lifted from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, from the, from the thuggy cult, uh, which you know. If you don't know me, you know you may not know that uh, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom is one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> I love all the Indiana Jones movies, really, but I have a, a insanely soft spot in my heart for for uh, for the Temple of Doom, even though there are some, you know, character inconsistencies with with Obi Wan. Oh my God, with Obi Wan, with Indiana Jones uh, between that movie and Raiders of the Lost Ark, considering uh, Temple of Doom is supposed to be a prequel technically, technically to Raiders of the Lost Ark, but that's for a different podcast because uh, this is not the Indiana Jones show. Maybe maybe we'll have to start one. <laughs> That'd be fun. But again, I only have four movies to talk about. And then, like, you know, one season of Young Indiana Jones and then a movie coming up. So it'd be a very short-lived podcast, I think. Uh, anyways, so Obi-Wan being tormented, forced into labor here at the camp, and, and, and he's bearing witness to what's happening with the abducted Togruta now that they're being forced into into this labor here, and again, we're we're we're, gonna, we're about to play Obi Wan's sort of analysis of what Kadavo is from his point of view, uh, and we're about to see the treatment or hear the treatment that that both Obi Wan and the slaves are now going through, uh, as as the Zygerians attempt to break their spirits and and sort of mold them into the ideal slave people. Uh, let's go ahead and check out that sequence right now. Everything about this place is designed to shatter the will. It has already begun to affect these poor people. Speech is forbidden. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. There will be punishment. No, stop. It's my mistake. Leave him alone. Our slave gives me commands. Take me before this one dies because of you! <laughs> Please, forgive me, Master. Keep away from me. Jedi only make things worse. So there you, there you see it. Their, their way to control Obi-Wan is by hurting others, by, by taking out... Um, by... by t- disciplining Obi-Wan through causing pain to 
you know, the innocents, right? People who were not connected to to his actions, to his words. So they're going to whip them. They're going to drop them out of the chutes and make Obi-Wan suffer for it. You know, have that emotional turmoil, the, 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 the cost of these beings' lives on his head with his actions. And, and the Queen of Zygeria is going to go into a little bit more of the sort of psychology of what they're doing to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, just a little bit later in the episode, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing uh, that bit of dialogue with you because uh, it's it's quite a plan. It's it's quite a plan indeed for for handling a Jedi. So now we're going to shift the scene as Count Dooku is arriving on Zygeria to meet with the Queen, who is um, despite their partnership, you know, she does not like sort of being under the thumb of Count Dooku, and and as a slave master herself, does, does not consider herself the slave to Dooku. And that'll be something that Anakin has to point out to her as, as a mistake on her part, that she is dead wrong, that when you're, when you're in a partnership with Dooku, it is not 50-50. Uh, it is quite the opposite. But let's hear this exchange between Dooku and Sidious, uh, where Sidious uh, echoes what Master Yoda says at the end of the first episode about how... Uh, the Sith Empire is built on the back of slaves, and and Sidious is gonna is gonna say the exact the exact words, and then kind of expand upon them with what they're hoping to get out of this relationship with Zygeria. So check it out; it's a really interesting piece of uh, dialogue here. Long have Sith empires been built upon the backs of slaves. To carry on this tradition, we will require millions. I assure you, the Queen's defiance will not sour your plans, Master. If she fails to see the error of her ways, end her rule. So there you have it. Very explicit instructions from Darth Sidious to Count Dooku, a.k.a. Darth Tyrannus, if you want to go that way. And they're not happy that, that she's sent Kenobi to the slave mine. She's, they're not happy that the, she's sort of keeping Anakin as a house pet uh, and, and, and not just killing these Jedi, you know, that they're, they're going to attempt to, to break them and do these other, other... They have other plans for Jedi slaves than, than what the Sith want. Uh, again, talking about... We get a little glimpse into what Sidious is thinking here with, again, how they need a slave force. There's big plans for slaves... And at the moment, Zygeria is a part of that, potentially supplying the slave labor that the Empire is going to need uh, once they rise, you know, once once the Republic falls and the Jedi Order is no more. Uh, slavery is going to become a big part of the Empire. We know this mostly from our time getting to know Chewbacca and the Wookiees of Kashyyyk. That's one of the, you know, one of the major slave planets of the time of the Empire that we know the best. You know, the Zygeria stuff is, is new, but we also find out Zygeria is not going to be in much of a position to negotiate with the Empire uh, moving forward after this particular episode. They are going to be in, in uh, uh, I would imagine they're going to be in a bit of trouble from, from Sidious uh, down the road here. But yeah, let's get to the next section of the episode and talk about that. Hang on. All right, so we're going to catch up right now with the Queen and Anakin as they're walking the grounds of her palace, and it's all, you know, I, you know, you don't want to say like the palace is all pretty stuff like that because you know it's being maintained by slaves, right? Like it's it looks good because they have forced labor taking care of all these things. Uh, they're sort of resetting Anakin's terms of, uh, of, of, of 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 servitude to the queen at this point, where uh, she's going to remind us that that she's made an offer to free his friends if he will vow to stay loyal to her. The it's really interesting to me. 
the sort of psychology that she has in regards to this. I guess I just want to know more about what she's, her, her sort of long game is here with Anakin. Does she think that a former slave, as she has a, as, is aware, a one-time slave, she sees the fire in his eyes when it comes to this particular topic, uh, is just going to become like this willing servant uh, and, and will sort of fall in love with her? Is that sort of what she's hoping for? That she's some that he becomes some sort of love slave to her, uh, and and will 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 comply once he gives up his own freedoms to to save his friends. Uh, it's it's sort of an interesting methodology of dealing with Anakin Skywalker, um, and he he says as much in in this exchange here. So let's go ahead and play this right now. Have you considered my offer, Skywalker? If you vow loyalty to me. I will free your friends. It's not an easy decision. Hmm. Curious. I thought the Jedi were selfless, placing the needs of others before their own. So this is one of those anomalies of the episode that I'm a little surprised by, that R2-D2 just has uh, the freedom to go wherever he wants. Do the Zygerians not realize that they are together, or do they not realize, uh, or do they not consider him to be any sort of threat, that he's just sim a simple droid, um, and, and uh, he can't possibly, you know, do anything that would aid Anakin Skywalker, uh, which he's going to do here very momentarily. But let's, let's uh, <laughs> as, as uh, the Queen's about to be interrupted here and informed of Dooku's arrival. My queen, I bring word. Count Dooku is on his way here. <sighs> Sooner than anticipated. Make preparations for his arrival. So even you have a master. Dooku is not my master. Perhaps you should not attend this meeting. Can I trust you not to run away? I don't run away from anything, your highness. That was Anakin turning over his lightsaber to the queen as she goes to meet up with Dooku. But just take note of the, the sort of venom in her voice when Anakin implies that she is, a, is, is subservient to Count Dooku. And, and her sort of, just the way she sort of lashes out violently. Uh, not Well, not violently, but, but with anger, right? She, she does not like the implication that she is any sort of slave to anyone. She likes to believe that she is the master of her own destiny. Uh, and she's going to learn that the hard way. Now, again, Anakin, this is the sequence coming up here. Is, uh, R2 is going to cause a distraction. That's going to allow Anakin to, to get the jump on these on, on these guards. Uh, and then Anakin will throw one of the guards off the top of this railing. <laughs> and he throws him, like, really far <laughs> down a really long way to the ground. And now this guy, he crashes through a canopy and lands on, like, a fruit stand. But <laughs> for <laughs> I would imagine... Uh, that wouldn't matter. The canopy and the uh, and the fruit stand would not allow this man to survive. But regardless, it's sort of amusing to sort of see the way that we, in which Anakin chucks this guy off the roof using the Force. <laughs> and I think after this, uh, we're going to go catch up with the Queen having her exchange with Count Dooku. I wasn't expecting you, Count. Not without an invitation. But I was invited by your faithful advisor. 
is concerned over how attached you've become to Skywalker. Skywalker is a symbol of my... our power to enslave even Jedi. Your power over him is an illusion. You forget. I was once a Jedi myself. You have little in common with Anakin. Please, hear my plans for the Jedi, then decide. Right now, at my facility in the Kadavo system, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in despair. I'm listening. Kenobi is coming to realize, perhaps for the first time in his life, that his efforts to help others will only injure them. <laughs> As plans for escape and hopes of rescue fade, the gnawing fear that he will never be able to take action will grow in Kenobi's heart. To ease the burden of his fellow slaves, defiance will become compliance. When Kenobi realizes he cannot help those around him, his spirit will break and he will be mine. If such Jedi as Skywalker and Kenobi can fall, how many others will follow? Hmm? <laughs> imagine, imagine an army of Jedi in your service. Zygeria will be invincible. A most ambitious plan, your highness. Only my goal is not the enslavement of the Jedi Order, but its extermination. All right, so let me pause right there. This is a big, long exchange, and we, we, we listened to a huge chunk of it there uninterrupted. First of all, she says Nigeria, which that's the first time I've heard it pronounced that way. <laughs> so uh, we have two different ways to say it, and I don't know which one is correct. The narrator says Nigeria, or Zygeria. She says Nigeria. Who says? Potato, potato, right? Who knows? This I, I want to talk about her plan because this the, the plan makes sense in in, in, a, in a sort of small way, right? Uh, breaking the will of an individual, uh, a, a noble self selfless indiv individual, right? This this makes a ton of sense. However, Obi Wan and Anakin, members of the Jedi Order, at a certain point, I would have to imagine, I'd have to speculate that the Jedi will notice that they did not come back from their mission. The Jedi will then mount a rescue attempt again to 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 free their uh jedi brothers and sisters who have been enslaved by the zygerians apparently <laughs> and i would imagine a army of jedi would be fairly successful in, in in liberating their their captured uh contemporaries and the takuda as well any and any other slave that would be part of this as well so i, I again i understand the psychological aspect of her plan but to think that the Jedi wouldn't intervene at some point to rescue members of their order is foolhardy at best. Uh, and, you know, Dooku probably could have just said that to her as well and be like, what are you, crazy? Like, you know they're going to show up with a, with a Jedi cruiser at some point and, and uh, just blow the hell the heck out of you. But I, I digress. They're, they, they're trying to keep the point. They're trying to keep, the, I think they're trying to keep the target more on her and her ideas, her plans for the Jedi and what she thinks she can accomplish with Anakin as well. So let's hear the rest of the conversation. I've come to supervise their execution. Perform it if necessary. Now, summon Skywalker. 
All right. So that's the end of it. Not as much as left as I thought there was. Uh, but yeah, it's it's and the way she sort of ruffles at being commanded by Dooku. Take note of that too when you're when you're watching the episode back. Like she is not a person who takes orders from anybody. She's used to being in charge and calling the shot. Uh, and so she will have to learn stubbornly so um, that she is not the master of her own destiny in this in this situation in this relationship with the separatists and Count Dooku. So we cut to Anakin as he's attempting to free Ahsoka from the cage that she's in that is hanging off that very, very tall building that overlooks uh, the capital city there of Zygeria. And he's with R2-D2, of course. And so Ahsoka and R2, once she, she has been freed, they're going to go get the ship ready because uh, Anakin's going to go back, go to back, go, excuse me, go back to the palace because she knows where Obi-Wan is. They don't know about, uh, about Kadavo just yet. But they're about to find out. So let's catch. Let's 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 listen in as as the queen sort of shares with Dooku why she doesn't want to kill Anakin, and uh, Anakin's gonna break up the party. I have no desire to end Skywalker's life. He has become a valuable asset to me and my throne. Your compliance is not optional. I command you to kill Skywalker. I will not be ordered about in my own palace, Count. If you won't do my bidding, perhaps your Prime Minister will. A tie? What does he mean? I'm sorry, Your Majesty, but the Count is right. The Jedi should die. You're not fit to be Queen any longer. A tie, you traitor! I'll make you both pay for this treachery! Punishment for a slave who disobeys her master. That's enough, Dooku. Skywalker. So that force choke that Dooku issues to the queen is got to be pretty harsh because she's now suffered injuries that she will not be overcoming in this episode, and it it it's um it harkens back to me the way that Anakin in episode three will confront Padme when they're on Mustafar and when Anakin has gone full dark side and now he's, you know, believing things about Obi-Wan and Padme and all these other, other things. And he force chokes her. Now, again, we know, we know Padme dies of a broken heart, but to see the aggressiveness of this force choke on the queen and knowing that she does not uh, survive these injuries uh, there has to be an element of that to. I would think there'd be an element of that too to the physical trauma trauma that Padme receives at Anakin's hands. So I, I, I sort of wonder if these two scenes echo each other in a, in a sense. Obviously, with Dooku, uh, this is a much more violent act because uh, there is no no love or jealousy like there is with Anakin and in his his the place where he's coming from when he does it. Uh, with 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 Dooku doing it, it's it's pure anger. It's 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 pure rage and it's it's pure domination over another being. And and this is sort of unfortunately this is how the queen has to learn that she is in fact not the equal to Dooku in this partnership. That that she has um, whether she knows it or not is expected to be compliant and subservient, like the slaves, like the Togruta that she's put in, in chains, and like she's put in Obi-Wan and Rex in chains to be subservient. She is just as subservient now, in, in but in a very different fashion. It's, it's like we talked about in, in the last episode, how 
all these characters are slaves to something in, in one regard or another. Uh, but now the queen has found this out about herself. And, uh, you know, Anakin is another character who we know he's a slave to his, his fears. And, and ultimately that's what leads to his fall. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting exploration of things in, in, this, in this arc overall as, as we sort of examine fear from a different perspective uh, with it being looked at through control and loss of control and, and power. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a, again, a really strong arc. I, I like a lot of the things they do here. Let's check out the rest of the sequence here as Anakin is going to take the queen with him as he makes his escape. Uh, you're going to hear some sound effects here because Dooku's going to draw his lightsaber, but Anakin doesn't have his blade with him just yet. So he's going he's to engage with the, uh, with, the, with the Electro Whip. And uh, yeah, it's going to sound a little weird, but check it out. I see the Queen has given you a long leash. One more step and I will end her life. Why would you think I care about this slaver scum? Indeed. was murdered by the Jedi. That's our signal. Let's get going. All right, so Dooku has already placed blame on the Queen's death. Again, it, 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 we know she's not dead just yet, but they, you know, Dooku did what he did with the intent to kill her. And now he's attempting to frame Anakin for it and get the prison guards, or the prison guards, the palace guards to attack him and pursue him. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and R2 are about to swing in and save the day, but Anakin, uh, he knows there's still some life left in the Queen, and he has to take her with them on the ship so they can get to Kadavo uh, to free Rex and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So after making a daring escape from the palace with the Queen, jumping through a window and landing on the ramp of the ship piloted by Ahsoka and R2, uh, the Queen is about to make her sort of final, <laughs> her last words, if you will, uh, before she passes uh, from from the injury sustained by by Count Dooku's vicious force choking, let's go ahead and play this out as sort of like the the realization uh, hits her in her final moments. Your Highness, no escape for any of us. She gives him back Where his lightsaber. Is Obi Wan? Tell me. Godavu system. You were right, Skywalker. I am a slave, just as you are. All right, there we go. Now it's time to get to Kadavo and see what's going on with Obi-Wan and Rex. So we're about to have a little face-to-face -face here with Rex, Obi-Wan, and, and Keeper Argus uh, in his giant floaty chair, which um, it makes him look like a combination of something out of Wally -E and... Uh, um, Baron Harkonnen from the David Lynch Dune movie, so it's it's uh, it's an interesting visual to see this this larger Zygarian uh, just in his floaty chair, not exerting himself, but exerting his rule over everyone else. Um, very very interesting dynamic. Let's check out the conversation here between them. Someone wishes to speak with you. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi. In chains once again, I see. Count Dooku. Still afraid to get your hands dirty? I would gladly make an exception in your case, my friend. I wanted to say a proper farewell before Keeper Argos puts you to death. Alright, as this is happening, Ahsoka, Anakin, and R2 are arriving on Kadavo. And, yeah, that's... This is where the action begins. Get ready. Here's here's where the fun begins, as they, as they say. Keeper, the slave ship to Korra is making an unscheduled landing on platform 2-4. Skywalker. So the giant turbo blazers blow away the sh- the craft that they that that Anakin and Ahsoka have arrived on. So if there is any doubt that the queen is dead, <laughs> she's dead now because they just blew that ship up real good. And uh, yeah, she definitely wasn't gonna walk away from that. If you had any concerns that maybe she uh, was just resting her eyes, not so much, not so much. All right, so the blast doors are closed. It's gonna be hard to get in, into the Kadava Fort base, whatever you want to call it. But Anakin's going to cut through it with his lightsaber the old-fashioned way, as he says, uh, a la Qui-Gon Jinn on the, on the droid ship uh, back in Episode One. We've seen this move before. We know it well. Uh, but Dooku, still kind of calling the shots here via hologram uh, at the control room. Let's hear this exchange. Kenobi, tell your young friend Skywalker if he does not surrender, the slaves will be terminated in his name. Anakin, I'm glad to see you, but I'm afraid our host feels otherwise. Oh, you can't make everyone happy, Master. They're threatening to kill the slaves unless you surrender. It's good to see you're always ready to negotiate, but I've had enough bargaining with slave drivers. Anakin, you must realize this is a fight you cannot win alone. Who said I was alone? And there's what we talked about before. <laughs> but this time, Anakin was the one who called in reinforcements. He knew he was going to need some help here on this situation. So he placed a call to Coruscant, and the Jedi have sent reinforcements uh, in, the, in the way of Plo Koon and, and his Jedi Starfighter. And, yeah, the, 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 the Zygerians on Kadavo are about to have a really bad day. So a lot is happening during the Battle of Kadavo here. A lot of great aerial combat with Plo Koon and the other clones against the Zygerian ships. Uh, meanwhile, you have Obi-Wan and Rex getting free and engaging their captors in the, in the control room, as well as, as, well as uh, 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 Agris, the, 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 the keeper of the slaves, and him activating a device that will electrify the holding pens that the Togruta are in, and then he's going to begin to retract the floor so that they're all going to plummet to their death down that dormant volcano's caldera. And uh, it's, it's, again, there's a lot of really great tension stuff in here. Uh, Anakin working his way to the control room, slicing through Zygerian soldiers on his way. Uh, and it's going to be Ahsoka that's going to step up here and be the one to come up with a plan to save the Togruta. Um, just, just, this is also really, really good. And, and Keeper Argus, uh, Agris is going gonna, is gonna to meet his fate in a very, very interesting way too. And uh, yeah, we're going to get to some of those clips here in just a sec. <laughs> the controls are destroyed, Master Plo. There's nothing we can do from here. I cannot move the cruiser in for the rescue operation until those enemy cannons are destroyed. We'll take care of those cannons. Just make sure that cruiser gets down here. We are running out of time. 
I'm gonna go help my people. I'll see if I can buy us some time. Good luck. So, Ahsoka goes to help her people. Anakin's gonna take out those blaster cannons by himself. He claims he scales the wall to one of them using some force, some really cool force jumps. Gets inside, dispatches the Zygerian troopers inside, then takes control of the turret and blasts out the other ones. Now he's gonna give the good news to Master Plube. We're all clear, Master Plube. Bring the cruiser down to the landing pad. out of the holding cell and up to the landing platform. But I have an idea. We need to have the cruiser move in underneath the facility. We can escape onto the ship if Admiral Coburn can get in close enough. You heard Commander Tano. I want the men topside with rocket packs and cable guns. Move it! Yes, sir! So now the ship's gonna come in. The Jedi cruiser is about to come in underneath the uh, retracting platform so that the Draguda will have a chance to uh, lower themselves down. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a good distance. Don't get me wrong. It's not unsafe. And a couple of Draguda make a misstep and uh, plummet. But Ahsoka's there. The clones are there. They're going to get as many of these people on board the ship as they can uh, and, and, and save as many of the, of the enslaved Draguda as possible to return them to their colony world of Kiros. Now we'll go back to the control room where Obi-Wan is about to Face off with Keeper, Agris. And Agris in his little magic floaty chair is going to find his, or is going to meet his final fate. Come now, Master Kenobi. I know a Jedi won't kill an unarmed man. I'm no Jedi. Get him, Rex. Get him. And then in his giant floaty chair, <laughs> he flies and smashes into, into some kind of a visual panel on the wall there. Uh, good death. I love the way Rex uh, twirls that, that, that uh, staff and just chucks it at the guy and throws it so hard that it not only goes through his body, it goes through his, the back of his floaty chair. That was pretty, pretty impressive strength on the part of Rex. So the, uh, the uh, <laughs> I almost said rebel forces. The <laughs> Republic forces are able to get uh, get the the the, the Tegruta out. They withdraw. All the gunships open fire on the on what is uh, still remains of Kadavo base. They blow it all to heck. It is no more. All the Zygerians still alive are now no more as well. Uh, hopefully, bringing an end once again to the Zygerian slaving empire uh, in in a wonderful, glorious fashion. And our heroes escape back up to orbit, and this is where they reconvene. And again, it, it's she, Ahsoka's part in this episode is is she's not a huge element of it in in a sense of like screen time, uh, but what she brings to this as sort of like the person who kind of keeps the hope alive, person as that character who is sort of like that beacon of shiny brightness that we that we talked about earlier. Uh, by coming up with an alternative, alter, alternative plan, by keeping her people alive, and and now that what she's about to say to Governor Roshdi, uh, as this episode closes out, to kind of remind them, to remind him and his people and, and the people on Kiros that yes, this was bad, but it it will, given uh, given time, strengthen you, and I think that's a really wonderful message to send as well in the, in the face of uh, what is, what is a pretty serious trauma when you've been abducted from your home and, and enslaved and put in these labor camps? I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly stuff. But let's check out 
Ahsoka will probably say it better than I will, so let's check it out. I thank you, the Jedi, and the Republic for saving our lives. Ahsoka is the real hero. Without her creativity, I don't think we would have gotten your people to safety. Indeed. Parawan Tano, might I have a word in private? Of course. Ahsoka, you have done a great deed for your people today. You're sad. Well, you and the Jedi have done your best, but I do not think our people will recover from this horror anytime soon. I understand, but in the end, surviving this will only strengthen the people. Perhaps. And perhaps the people of Kirosh will also join the Republic. I think that's a wise choice, Governor. Boom! There it is. That is the episode. And I think well, one of the other things we need to we need to put a little bit of a, a color on, uh, you know, touch upon a little bit here is that, you know, like much great science fiction, this isn't just about the sort of physical slavery, right? The the enslavement of the body, right? I I, I think there there can be an argument made here that that this is also addressing the. What we all do to to ourselves uh, when we sort of be, uh, become slaves of our fears and our dar darker emotions uh, in a mental capacity, right? You know, we we've all had those moments, those dark times, uh, where we sort of have to deal with another level of adversity and uh, another level of of, of of the fears that exist in the world. I mean, it it happens to everybody, and I think Ahsoka is sort of is sort of addressing that too. And if we can put those fears aside, if we can. Uh, uh, confront what we're afraid of head on then we're going to become stronger from it as as people as individuals and and um you know just become a better person overall from the adversity that we have to face uh adversity is not something to be to be ignored it's not something to be skirted uh it's 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 something to overcome and it's not always easy and you can't always do it alone uh but you can't be a slave to your fears and then i think that's what really the, a lot of this arc is trying to tell us um you know, as a metaphor, if you want to, if you want to pull the layers back on that onion a bit, and I think it's a good message to send to people because, especially, you know, with the way things have been going uh, the last few years, I mean, there's a lot of darkness out there in the world, and it can be uh, scary, and 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 the emotional state that it puts us all through is it can it, it can be a lot, and not easy to overcome. And I, again, I'm trying not to hook, I don't want to go down a psychological road because I'm not qualified to do that. Um, but again, I, as a person who has experienced his own personal demons and wrestled with them and fought them and, and continues to do so, um, you know, sometimes you need that reminder that, you know, sometimes things you, you got to deal with that stuff on the inside to make your, to make your whole life better on within and without. And, I guess that's the way I look at it personally. And, and, um, I don't know. Again, if that's something that you're struggling with, again, know you're not alone and, and always reach out to, to find others who can help you in your, in your battle and your struggle so that you're not enslaved by your fears or your, your, again, those darker emotions that we all sort of have from time to time. Uh, and you know, you get to the other side and, and hopefully, You've learned and you moved on and, and you grow from the experience. There you have it. That's as deep as I'm going to get. I can't go any deeper than that because uh, that's just, woof, not qualified. Don't have 
the smarts for that conversation. But I hope you enjoyed these episodes. They are a lot of fun to get into. Uh, this arc is, is really, really great. I give the final episode eight and a half. The action alone in, in like the, the second half of this episode is like off the charts. The, the aerial combat around Kadavo is, is spectacular. Plo Koon showing off his Jedi fighter, starfighter skill set. Uh, it's, it's really, really good stuff. Then you have what, what Anakin and Ahsoka are up to with, the, with their running through the, through the tunnels, through, uh, through the tunnels, through the, through the hallways. Uh, Obi-Wan and Rex teamed up fighting in the control center. Uh, it's, it's really, really great, spectacular stuff. It is the height of Star Wars, the Clone Wars spectacle when it comes to the action-based stuff. But again, and, and it's just it's a great episode because of the, the layers to it, the levels, the complexity to it. You know, you got, this, you got the surface and then beneath the surface, and you can look at all that and you can enjoy all that. Oh, really great stuff. Eight and a half buckets, no doubt about it. Rock solid stuff from season four of Star Wars, the Clone Wars. And, and, you know, I've said it before, each season of the, of the Clone Wars is, is this wonderful progression as far as, like, the intensity and the quality of the episodes. Uh, and, and, and season four has just been a, just a grand slam, home run, slam, dunk, touchdown, uh, hat trick, all the scoring metaphors for every sport you can think of. This season has just delivered on so many, many, many levels. Uh, and, and I'm really looking forward to what's coming up because, oh, gosh... I think we're. I think we have less than ten episodes, maybe right around ten episodes left for the season. And again, I haven't looked too far ahead, but what's coming up for the podcast are are slamajamas, slamajamas. I can't wait to talk about them with all of you. So I thank you all once again for listening to the podcast and supporting the show, whether it's just a simple download or you're 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 going on social media and sharing the show with all your friends and loved ones and and random strangers on the internet. We truly, truly appreciate that. Uh, a reminder, in case you don't know already, find us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Remember those five-star reviews, a great way to support the show if you, if you have a few extra minutes and you want to write, write one of those for us. They are they are huge when it comes to uh, defeating of the algorithm and, and uh, the, the enslavement of the algorithm, if you will. Uh, I want to thank the official members uh, the official the official Mando Vision Maniacs, I should say, which you can become if you're interested over at patreon.com forward slash Mandavision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to sweet bonus content. Thank you to the Aspenil Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff co-hosts the Ringineer, a great music podcast, so check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pry Brewing, here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good, who will be back on this show extremely soon. Brace yourselves. <laughs> Buckle up for that one. It's going to be a fun one and possibly a bumpy ride. You never know. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to say what it's about yet. I was about to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to hang on to that for a little bit longer. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, we're going to be back extremely soon because we're just rolling. We are just steamrolling through Season 4 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I'm having so much fun doing it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all again for being here, downloading, and liking the show. Uh, it just means the world to me that you do, and it's it's the fuel I need to make sure I keep coming back and doing the podcast. Uh, it, it, it You guys invigorate me, and I truly, truly appreciate everything that uh, you've done for the show over the years. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Old listeners, 
deepest of thanks. New listeners, welcome aboard. Hope you stick around. Hope you're having fun. That's the bottom line here. At Star Wars, we're all about to have we're all about having fun here. Uh, Star Wars is insanely all inclusive, at least on this podcast. Uh, so doesn't matter if you, if you're a fan of the the prequels, the sequels, the OG, uh, the con, whatever, whatever got you into Star Wars. It is all good, and you're welcome here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Let's get out of here for now. We'll be back again so, so very, very soon. And now we're going to end the podcast. And you know we can only do that one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I suppose you'll be heading out. I'm not. You should. It's against the creed. I gave you my word. I'm with you until we both fall. You really buy into that bent of thought of? I do. Good.